Welcome yeah. to Off the Bench <laughs> with Dan yeah. Cannell. Dan Cannell. Back to throw. First and down. Complete to his tight end. And Raja Bell. Bell has got three fingers. 22 to Raja. It's all the future of football right before your eyes. Just yell it out, man. He can't guard me. What is going on? It is Friday. Welcome to Off the Bench with Danny Cannell and Rajah Bell. We got a big show for you. We're going to do our picks and props. It's Friday. Thankfully, we're starting from scratch. No more track record of football season picks. We're going to do our five-star Q&A because it's Friday. We have a special guest. That's what we do for our listeners, our bench warmers. We have a special surprise guest, so that'll be pretty cool. We got some NBA stuff to get to as well. But I have a question for you, Raja. Yeah. Because I was watching the Olympics. I'm probably the most dialed in here of our podcast. We got Hannah with us and Debo. I'm probably the one that's the most dialed in. Although I'm having trouble staying up late enough, <laughs> falling asleep as they're going on. I'm dialed on. in. Yeah, you are. Okay. I am not. Okay. So <laughs> there's a, there, one <laughs> of the biggest. I don't have a phone. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not dialing in. <laughs> you're, you're really not dialed in. <laughs> one of the biggest storylines has been, uh, downhill skier Michaela Schifrin, right? right? She's been a great story. She won gold in her first event, but last night, She's like the best in the world at the downhill slalom, right? right. I think it's called yeah, that. Just yeah, just the slalom. And yeah. she won the past five years in that? Yeah, she's been like dominant in that field. Now, she won gold her first event, which was the giant slalom or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know all the difference. Yep. She won gold in that one. So, but this was her bread and butter, right? right? She's supposed to be the best at this one. So I'm watching it unfold as she goes through her first run. And she's had issues with anxiety. Like it's been, she's been very public about it. She's met with a psychiatrist. She she said it affects her. She struggles. So before her race, she it was reported like the people saw her puking. Like yeah. they said, oh my gosh, her nerves must be creeping up. Oh so she goes goodness. out. Yeah. They, and then so she does her race. She's kind of slow, which is not normal for her. She was a half second out of the lead. And then they interviewed her after and they talked to her. They said, how come you got sick? Was it nerves? And she said, I don't think it was nerves. She said, I think it might have been a virus. I'm like, yeah, right. right, right. Definitely <laughs> nerves. We've all seen those people in your locker rooms that have been sick before games. Sure. At least in football we did. That's kind of what I wanted to get to with you. Like, were you a guy that got extremely nervous before games? And, like, did you ever see guys that physically got sick in a locker room before games? I, I never saw guys get physically sick uh, in a locker room. I was a guy who had nerves, but they weren't, like, debilitating nerves. They were, like, excitement type of nerves. Yeah. And I, I try to talk to my kids about it because they'll tell me, like, on the way to a big football game or basketball game, like, that, I got butterflies. Like, I got butterflies. I'm, like, nervous. I'm, like, that's fine. Like, I think every professional athlete – or just athlete playing in big events, there's a level of excitement. Being able to control that and tell yourself that they're that 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 you're just excited versus nervous, I think is really important. Like shifting, you know, shifting your perception of what it is as an athlete is really really important and, and, and integral to the, like the way you're going to succeed, your success level in said event. Nerves and being nervous and being fearful is a debilitating thing. Like. Feeling excited, like same, same emotion, yeah. but telling yourself, Hey man, I'm excited about this. Like, let's get ready to crack. I felt always to help me. It always had me ready to fire off, ready to go, ready to hit first instead of being nervous, which to me, when I said it to myself, made me feel like I was on my heels and I was going to let someone dictate to me. 
So my daughters, much like your boys, are kind of in the same boat. Like, and I'm trying to teach them how to deal with that. Yeah. Cause I, and they're not, you know, they're competitive stuff. Like my sure. one daughter's a swimmer. My other daughter's a golfer. And before we, we'd be driving to events and my, my daughter that's a swimmer, she's, she's really good. And you know, I don't, I never put any pressure. I'm like, have your, you know, have the most fun. I don't even, I don't even give her the hardcore, like, Hey, you're either first or you're last. Right. Like, you're, you know, <laughs> like, I, I don't tell right. her any of that. I'm like, Hey, have fun. I love watching you. Go do your thing. She's like, but I'm so nervous. And I'm like, is it excited? You're excited, right? And she's like, no, I don't want to do it. And I'm uh, like, I'm like, oh my just gosh, have that's fun. how I was. Right. That's how I would be so yeah. nervous to play a volleyball game that I wouldn't want to play. Right. Like see, I was like, don't even put me in. I can't handle the but pressure. But I don't want them to feel that pressure. And I feel like athletes across the board, for whatever reason, I don't know what it is, but they feel more pressure than ever before. And yeah. we, but I've always seen guys get sick. Like it was kind of like movie Gladiator. Remember before they go out to fight and they're, sure. but that's like a life or death situation. Like you, <laughs> yeah, get that. you may not come back from and that. And some guys wouldn't feel okay until they puked. And then they're like, okay, I'm good to go. I was always one where I was nervous. There was a nervous energy, but as soon as the game started, I was like, all right, I'm let's, fine. Let's like, go. It was never, it was never there. And I'm much like you. I talked to my daughters about, Hey, that's an excitement. That should be an excitement to get out there and do your thing and have fun. And I don't know how do I get, how do I get rid of that from them? Cause I don't want I them to feel that yeah. way. I think it just depends on like a niche. I mean, sometimes this sounds stupid, but sometimes even before going on air, like on camera, if I was ever doing something live and I felt like I wasn't completely ready for it, I would get so nervous, especially in the beginning of my career. I felt like I wanted to either pass out or faint, like, <laughs> or throw up. No, I, me too. Well, when I came to this side of it, I yeah. was like that too. Like, and I go on, those lights would get bright, and I'd start sweating. And they and count you like, down like you'd be like, three, like I'd forget two, where yeah. I was. Like, right? yes. <laughs> but I, I think with sport, and and like number one, I think we start them very early. Like I, I didn't play competitive, real competitive, competitive basketball or or baseball or anything like that until I was probably like you know twelve, eleven, twelve years old. Like my son started when they were like eight. Mm-hmm. You know, there's already travel basketball. There's already full court pressure situations where as soon as the ball comes in bounds, you're trapped and they take away all your passing angles. And that just promotes a level of like, of like panic in a kid. Like they're not ready to process that information in a, in a, an effective fast manner or like spatially. They don't understand where they're supposed to be on the court. And so it's a lot of pressure. Um, and then I think it piggybacks off of that is the more reps you get at anything. Like I was really nervous in front of a camera and those lights used to scare me and you know, when the countdown came on, I would panic. And now it's not a big deal for me. So, like, my kids, your daughter, I think the more they're in those situations, like, the better they'll get, you know? Like, they'll, yeah. they'll start to be able to sift through the emotional, like, forest and say, you know what? These aren't exactly – like, I'm fine once I get out there. So I'm not really afraid of it. I'm just a little, like, fired up, and I've got this mix of emotions. And they'll, I think the more they do it, the more they figure it out. I've been trying to tell mine, like, it's totally normal. Yeah. Like, embrace that. And I'm trying to tell them, do, hey. Do you tell hard. them that you used to get – you felt like oh, that? Oh, for sure. Because yeah. I do, too. I'm like, yeah. I did. but And but... I even try to tell them, like, I miss that feeling. Right. Because I do. Like, I miss those nerves before the game. And then you'd get out there, and it was fun. It was an adrenaline. Because I'm with you. If you're not feeling that, at least something – then you probably shouldn't be playing shouldn't that sport. Be there, right? <laughs> you know, right. like, there's something about embracing. That's that. what I just learned. I was like, I just don't belong. So <laughs> I want to share one story because I I said I didn't see anyone puke this year. I, you know, I coach Western High School, yeah. right? And our biggest rival is Cypress Bay. I've talked about the rivalry on on air. I mean, you're talking about twenty twenty five police officers, separate entrances, separate sides <laughs> of the gym, kids yelling "f you" across the gym. It's banana cakes. So we start a freshman guard. His name is Gavin Ostro. Um, and he's handling himself well for a freshman. So I'm watching him in the first quarter of this game. We've beaten Cyprus already. Um, and I'm saying to my, co- I'm saying to Kenny, like, who coaches, like, 
dude, something's not right with that kid. And he comes over to the bench, and he's like, he's got to come out immediately. So I thought he was just gassed. He sat down, and our bench is facing the, the Cypress Bay side. So yeah. all of Cypress is looking at this kid come out of the bench. He sits right down, puts his head head between his knees, uh, you know, elbows on, on, yeah. on knees. I go over to talk to him, and he just starts profusely vomiting all over the court. <laughs> just – and he can't stop. He, no. he throws up like seven times right on, on top like of himself. On, on the court – on me, on him, like <laughs> all the kids at Cyprus are like yelling and screaming. Oh my god! It was really embarrassing. To to his credit, that kid came back in and had you know he thugged out for the rest of the you're game. Fine after you get it out of the way, you're like, Wait, all right. What? I, I By was, the way, I would have gagged. Like I, oh have my god. The, I have that. Oh. I hate puking. I can't stand it. If I would have oh. seen that, I would be like, ah. It was like chunks of chicken. It was disgusting. Oh right? my it god! Was like, oh. oh my god! I can't. I'm, so, so, I'm such a girl <laughs> with totally that stuff. That, I, yeah. I don't think it's a girl guy thing. Yeah. I think it's either you do, like just some people it bothers you that much. I felt so bad for him. Anyways, all right. So as you can tell, we're pretty loose. We're not nervous at all. The podcast. But uh, let's get to some NBA talk because it is uh, the NBA All-Star uh, game this weekend. It's the break, so we're kind of at that midpoint season, though it really isn't the midpoint season. But we've got a lot that we can see, a lot we've learned yeah. from this first part of the NBA season. So Debo's got us doing a little take it or leave it. All right, so let's start with the team we talk about the most because they have LeBron James. All right, so take it or leave it. The new-look Cavs will be fun. Oh, that's a good one, Debo. I think they will be fun. And help LeBron get to his eighth straight finals, but this will be the only season we see this crew together. Take it or leave it. Because the Cavs could be on the hook for a $140 million luxury tax know. bill and over $300 million total in payroll next year if the squad this remains intact. This stresses me out. Roger, whatever but you they say, are I'm going to You're going to go with me? Hand <laughs> is rolling with me on this. They're 2-0. and I'm going to take the fact that they're going to be fun and get LeBron to another to another uh, Eastern Conference Finals and ultimately the NBA Championships. I mean, or the NBA Finals. I don't. They're not going to beat Golden State or Houston as currently like constructed. I don't. I don't believe them to be that that solid. Um, but they are going to win the East. Uh, the question about whether this is the only year we'll see them or not. I think they've got most of that roster under control. The only wild card is LeBron and what he winds up doing. Right, like all the pieces. It would also that they be retaining in, Rodney Hood. Rodney Hood is restricted, though. Yeah. Restricted. So they're counting in that luxury bill about right. fifteen million for Rodney Hood. Fifteen million for Hood. I, I would say that they wind up together next year. I so think you if, think if LeBron's they, back, you think they? Can I do. I think him? if they go to the finals um, with this roster, I think that they figure out Kobe is great. Kobe's really good, mm-hmm. and not just Kobe, but they've got guys. You know, when I was there, they had guys in in in, in that front office. Uh, that were just their whole job was to sit there and break down. It was like a beautiful mind on a whiteboard, and they were just <laughs> salary cap circumvention and how I can use this exception and would plug in. They'll figure it out if LeBron wants to stay, and you can get him to the finals with this roster. You've demonstrated that a you're you're in win now mode, and and b you're going to do whatever it takes to get him what he needs. And I think that's enough to keep him at home. Do you Cleveland. feel like I, I feel like because we I asked you this question last before the trade went down and this whole team was blown up. I asked you, could LeBron take the Sixers to the finals? Or could he take whatever team? Pick team A or B or right. C in the Easter Conference. And because he's, is this more about your belief in LeBron? Or is it about, hey, these pieces with LeBron are, are fitting and I think they're going to fit? It's more about my belief in LeBron, but I do believe that these pieces are better fit and they're on a better path, uh, to winning another championship than they were before the trades. Um, and if he were to leave and go somewhere else, what you're, you're, you're jumping into uh, an unknown situation, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, 
it may look better, and you might get there, the chemistry's off, and then you have to do what the Cavs did this year. So now you're, you're, you're behind even where the Cavs would have been if you had stayed with the Cavs. So I think they're further along in the process. If they get to the finals with this roster, he finds some pieces that he really likes with the roster that he wants to play with, then they can go from there in terms of shuffling pieces and finding what the what the what the accents need to be around the edges. I love rooting for an underdog. I like to play the role of contrarian. I like to look for something when everybody's all in on hey LeBron's I like to look for something else, but I can't buy in to Toronto. I can't buy I you I wanted to buy into Boston. I thought maybe this was the season they could get it done. They've imploded recently, losing four or five, nine of their last fifteen. Like they have lost momentum. For me it's who the heck's gonna stop? Like, who, who's gonna beat Cleveland? Yeah. And I don't see a team that's capable of doing that. So my, but I will say this. I'm not quite as all in yet. It's only two games. Sure. Like, let's see. And again, how do you respond to adversity? What happens when things go bad? When you lose back to backs or when you, what, what happens then? How do you respond? And these young players, how do they respond to LeBron's style of getting on you? And right. if he's passive aggressive, sends out a tweet about you. Like, what, what happens then? I think LeBron is very calculating. He's very, he's very savvy. And I, I don't know that he will have that approach with these guys with this little amount of time left in the season. Not knowing what their makeup is, uh, I think he's smart enough to know, like, if I, if I send out something that, that I would send out normally in September and have a whole season for everybody to get over it and rally the troops – well, we're now in like February. I don't have the same amount of time, so I can't do that. I think he'll have a different approach with this group. And I don't believe in Boston because I think, you know, at the end of the day, you have to score. I'm a defense first guy, yeah. but you got to score in the NBA. You yeah. got to have guys who can score, especially in the playoffs. They've only got one. Um, the Raptors, though, I wouldn't count them out. All right. Take it or leave it. The Rockets will remain in the top spot take home court advantage throughout the postseason and it will pay dividends. Debo, I gotta clarify that. Is dividends. that saying like they're gonna beat the Warriors and win the Western Conference? No, that leaves it a little <laughs> ambiguous. <laughs> that but means they I'm, like steal game one because they have home court. I'm Something like that. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, I think they're gonna take the game. That's not exactly going out in a limb. They take maybe an extra game if you thought the Warriors were gonna win in six, <laughs> maybe it. Warriors in seven. I know Raja thinks the Rockets can actually win the West though. I do. I do think the Rockets can win the West. I think that they can, they can score the ball to a tune that you would need to, to be able to beat Golden State. And they're not, I mean, I don't know where they are defensively in the NBA, but they're not awful. And when you can score a lot of, but that's, it is the Golden State. People have asked me, let me, let me take a step back. Someone asked me a year and a half ago, Hey, you know, you played on those Suns teams. You know, you guys were great offensively. You know, the knock on Mike D'Antoni is that he doesn't play any defense and can that style win championships. I was like, dude, are you crazy? Like Golden State just won two championships with Mike D'Antoni's offense. Like what do you, what do you mean? Like they're, the, the essence of that offense has been winning championships. So yeah, it can win. Mike's system can win. They just need to plug in a little bit more of a defensive mindset. And I believe they've done that. I don't know that they do win, but I think that they can win. And I do think that they will finish number one in the Western Conference because they're hungrier right now than Golden State. Yeah. Is. I, and I think, I think Golden State very much is like, I don't care. Like we're, as long as, like, who cares? Right. Yeah, exactly. I think that's why Steve Kerr did the coaching thing, uh, mm-hmm. last week. It was to try to do something different to shake it up a little bit. Do you think you, Say that and want that to happen because you like Mike D'Antoni? Yeah. Right, because I find myself doing that with college football teams. Like, if I, I like Dabo Sweeney a lot, and so I'll pick Clemson, I'll root for them, and I'll kind of, like, get all in on them. Sure. So, but you really do think it could happen. But I do, I do, what, what, that his style can win or that they can beat Golden that the State? Rockets can. That the Rockets can. Oh, I believe, no, yeah, I think that's, I don't think I'm in the minority. I think it'd be outstanding for the NBA. Yeah. I think it'd be great. It would be, it'd be awesome. Yeah. I mean, you talk about, you talk about like storylines 
and that's what the NBA has become like in yeah. the offseason. The storylines they, they, they are, that are possible if the Rockets upset Golden State and eventually win, um, I just banana cakes. I think it would be great. Then you think the Rockets well, – you think that changes your mind about the Cavs? you think the Western Conference champ is winning the finals? Western Conference champ is winning the finals. All right. All right. Take it or leave it. The refs and players – We'll have a little sit down this weekend, All Star Weekend, and we'll solve their issues. That's right. I'm riding with Hannah. Hannah I'm riding with Hannah. Leave it. Yeah, I think there's a lot of dissension there. I don't know if it's ever going away, but I do think Adam Silver needs to address the way it's perceived by the public and try to stop getting players ejected. Like, you don't want to see players, those are your products. You don't want to see them ejected. No, or suspended. But they both have to come together. I, I take it. I think they, I think they come to an understanding of, look, we're in a really good spot with the NBA. We need to just do a better job with perception. Now, I don't think behind the doors there'll probably still there'll be animosity. and there'll Right. Be, but they need to do a better job of how it plays out publicly. I could buy that. Yeah. I, I could buy that they'll figure it out. I, I don't buy that they're going to come to some common ground as two groups and everybody's going to be kumbaya hugging. Yeah. But I, I like Silver could put the mandate out. and We'll, like, we'll see less text second half of the season. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I, think, I would I think, think that's so safe too. to say. Yeah. I, I take that. Mm-hmm. I take that all day. All right, take it or leave it. Isaiah Tom, the Isaiah Thomas, Rajon Rondo feud is the next great NBA player feud. Well, take it or leave it. I'll I'll take it. Chippy the other night, it was going at I'll it. I'll take it. They're both like they're both a yeah. little different. Yeah, like I'll take that. I we need a good like guard feud. We need like we need, like little, little like we need a good, little like, man feud. feud. Yeah. <laughs> You're not into JJ Barea, John Wall? Are, are they beefing? Yeah. Oh no, I didn't see that. Are they beefing? That was from like a month ago. I know Marcin, Marcin Gortat and, and John Wall are beefing, right? Yeah. You see is. that? I like that. A little inner squad beef. I like it. No, wow. but I look, I, here's the Isaiah situation. I just really hope for Isaiah. Oh. He finds a home. I hope the payday is, is, I mean, it's not going to be what it would have been after last year's run in the, in the playoffs, but I hope it's, I hope it's appropriate. You talk uh, about a fall from grace. Like, I know. He was beloved yeah. by the not only just Boston fans, everybody loved him. Now, the more he talks, the more he's unlikable. Yeah. Like it's like, hey man, just be quiet. Just shut like, up. Like and like, I never want to tell a player to do that, but it but from a PR standpoint, all of it, he's gone from like this cute little lovable guy who's overcome <laughs> all the odds at five nine. <laughs> hey, my kid like you want your kids to root for him. Right. So all of a sudden nobody like, I don't even want him on my team. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like he looks like a guy it's like a home wrecker. Right. Like he went to Cleveland and blew it they up. Just and, blew like, it up. It, like it's not a good look for him. All right, take it or leave it. Donovan Mitchell will have the greatest career mm. of any twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen rookie. I'm you going. got Ben Simmons, Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, Jason Tatum. So, Puck. but is Ben Simmons? Con- I mean, I know he's considered a rookie in terms yeah. of rookie of the year, but where are we classifying We're him? We're putting him in this group, like Will. Because yeah. then no, I'm leaving right. it. Yeah, because I'm with you. Like yeah. Ben Simmons has the most talent. He has the most upside in this yeah. class. But, but that Don- kid, that kid is he's a gangster though. If right. you if you subtract Ben, I mean Ben Simmons from this class, I I'd say take it. All right. So what about how come nobody talks about? It? Is that the Utah market? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's the Utah market. I mean, dude, it, I played in the Utah market for five years. It's, to. it's, uh, um, you don't have a lot of games on TV. Like, it's, it's really, they're not a whole lot of media outlets that, uh, you know, that are, that are really interested in what's going on out there. They've won 11 games. Ain't nobody talking about it. Right. Like, in a row. Right. No one's. But that would drive me nuts because that's costing you real money. Yeah. Like sneaker dollars, but advertising. That's why money. people won't sign there. Like, right. it's, Salt Lake isn't, the greatest city in the world, but it's not terrible. Like it's not, I mean, it's, it's an, it's an awesome town to live in, but it doesn't, I, I should re 
I should qualify what I'm saying. It's not, it doesn't have the most stuff to do. It's not the most nightlife friendly. It's not the like most fabulous restaurant friendly, but it's a nice town. Like, yeah. I enjoyed living in Salt Lake, but that's not the reason people don't go to Salt Lake to play. That market is really hard to sell. It's hard to pitch there. This is when I get mad at, and I won't just throw ESPN under the bus, but every major network does it. Is Donovan Mitchell isn't covered enough. Like nobody knows who he is. If you're a casual NBA fan, all you hear about is Lonzo Ball. They will you after know? this dunk competition. Yeah, that's a good point. Oh no, that's Dennis Smith Jr. I'm tripping. Sorry, oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Dennis Smith Jr. Who do you think is going to win that? By Dennis the way, Dennis Smith Jr. You think he's that's win? why I was I got him confused. Um, Mitchell also in it. We'll get to that in oh. picks and props. Really? Oh, all right, we'll save that. No. All right, let's get we'll get to that in a bit. But right now, let's get to here's what's happening with Hannah. All right, Giannis Antetokounmpo tallied a triple double the night before the All Star break, but. Nikola Jokic was better. Jokic records the quickest triple-double in NBA history at route to a 30-15-17 stat line. It took the center just 14 minutes and 33 seconds to reach the milestone during the Nuggets' 134 to 123 win over the Bucks. You see, he did that in 14 minutes? Yes. How many? 14 <laughs> he, minutes and 33 seconds. He got seconds. to the triple-double in 14 minutes and that's insane. 33 seconds. Damn. Yeah, that's fire there. And how many? Wait, well, you have 15 uh, like boards, 17 assists. Dang. Woo! Get yeah. after it. Uh, I don't, but I think that says it all. That's pretty dope. <laughs> That's pretty dope. Upsets abound on campus last night with three top ten teams suffering defeat. Houston snapped number five Cincinnati's 16 game winning streak with a 67 to 62 victory. Wisconsin going through an uncharacteristically down season knocks off number six Purdue 57 to 53. And Penn State controls number eight Ohio State from start to finish, blowing out the Buckeyes 79 to 56. But maybe the most shocking college hoops news of the night, a referee ejected an Arizona cheerleader for heckling. <laughs> See, that's why I don't like refs. I'm telling you, man. Like, I, I, like, I don't like refs. My sister's a ref. I hate her. Um, you know what? Did, didn't we just talk about, <laughs> didn't we just talk about Cincinnati the other day? Like, I think what this is gonna, like, be is probably the most entertaining, um, March Madness in a long time. Like, the parody across the landscape of college basketball is pretty ridiculous. We keep saying it. It just keeps getting, it's more and more every year. So good luck with those brackets. It should be fun. AJ McCarron tallies an offseason win. Thursday, it was ruled that the 27-year-old quarterback will be an unrestricted free agent on March 14th following McCarron's grievance against the Bengals. Stemming from a Knicks trade to the Browns last October, the former Bama signal caller has started three games in four NFL seasons. I swear I can talk today, guys. <laughs> he's going <laughs> He's going to get paid so much. And if you don't see guys beat the NFL often. He did, and the timing of this is going to work out close to perfection for him. He's not going to get Garoppolo-type money or Kirk Cousins-type money. But even just off those three games, a team, and it's probably the third or fourth tier team, uh, if it's Arizona, if it's Minnesota, if it's not. Because I think Denver, Arizona are probably the two top spots, maybe Minnesota. He's going to go somewhere, and he's going to get paid a boatload of money. And the thing about it, I don't know if he's good enough to command that. But it's all about timing. It's all about perception. And people perceive him as a starter, even though he hasn't proven it. And he's going to get paid because of it. Good for you, bro. Yeah. Back and forth, opening round for Tiger Woods at Riviera, telling five birdies, four bogeys, and a double bogey, ultimately shooting a one over 72 at the Genesis Open. His playing partners, Justin Thomas and Rory McIlroy, finished the round at minus two and even, respectively. Tiger, we got to get that driver. That driver, we just got to get that driver figured out, man. We got to get it. Like, and I want to segue because, like, Tiger wasn't the story in the golf world today. Right? These were. Oh, those are fire! Yeah. The shoes they, they're, they're, they're the Air Jordan Three cement golf shoes. Yeah, and Ooh. like, I'm you know a huge why those Tiger are fire? Fan. Huh? Because Justin Timberlake wore those at halftime show. 
Oh, Super Bowl. Oh, the, the, those are the ones the, he wore in the Super Bowl. Those are the ones he wore. Yes, that's why they're blowing up in the golf community. I and you guys hated on I Justin Timberlake. I would buy anything Justin Timberlake wore. <laughs> there you go. You're gonna go out and buy those shoes then. <laughs> All right, we talked about this a little bit earlier in the show, but we're gonna talk about it again. So it was a tough day for the United States on Thursday. Michaela Schifrin failed to medal in the slalom, her best event, just one day after she skied to gold in the giant slalom. Lindsay Jacob Ellis also failed to medal in snowboard cross. She held the lead for a bit, but placed fourth after a crazy finish. And figure skater Nathan Chen stumbled in the men's short routine and did not medal. Hated it. It was like a bunch of chokes. Bad. Like I don't, it was an awful night. I don't know what it is, but it feels like our. Well, I guess you wouldn't say this because no. Sean White came they up make big. It Chloe look so Kim came easy. up huge. But last night was a rough night for the USF. Uh, we'll USF. Yeah. Yeah. Just a rough night. There we'll was a lot say. of chokes. It was an off night. Yeah. Know. All right, Danny, react to this this Yahoo Sports headline here. So according to reports, College Hoops corruption case poised to take down Hall of Fame coaches, top programs, lottery picks. A source also added to this saying, when this all comes out, Hall of Fame coaches should be scared. Lottery picks won't be eligible to play. And almost half of the 16 teams the NCAA showed on its initial NCAA tournament show this weekend should worry about their appearance being vacated. If this stuff does come public, and it's all referring back to the FBI investigation where there were coaches arrested they were it was you know put across tv screens but a lot of the records were sealed the fba fbi wasn't releasing names kind of had to figure it out they would call it school a b c like it was wasn't very clear if they have audio of when they say hall of fame coach i'm assuming it's rick patino and others rick patino is the one guy who was actually fired but just picture your favorite program and you know i don't want to name names because you can't make assumptions but we're talking big name basketball coaches if those guys are on audio on and you can hear him trying to get a player, hey, what do we have to pay to get this player? It's going to change the the face of college basketball, and it might even happen before the NCAA tournament. You talk about it being wide open. Some of these schools might not even be able to play. It's going to be insane. Like this is a bombshell report. If the stuff that's assumed in it comes out, it's going to affect the game and change it, change the course of college basketball forever. Yeah. Um... And maybe for the is better, it, like maybe maybe we come together and we're like, all right, the way we're doing it has been so messed up and it's so wrong. Well, that, and there's it's this little back, you know, back deals being made. Let's get it out in the open. Let's say, hey, let's change the way we police the sport. Let's change the way we define a student athlete. Maybe we change the one and done rule. We're going to get changed. And I think that could be good. It could be good it, for me to get into the way I feel about that. It, it opens up a conversation. I think we'd have to have a whole podcast um, just to cover the way I feel about this situation, I think it's, I think it's ridiculous. I think it's hypocritic, hypocritical. Like I, I, I there's just, it, it, it's a ridiculous thing that these kids, um, are going to these programs. These programs are making like tens and mil- of millions of dollars. Um, and they can't get a little extra bread to, to make ends meet or for their families to make ends meet. I mean, that's what you, it's what you're doing it for in a lot of cases, right? It's why you know, people, some people go to school, um, to be a doctor mm-hmm. to change their family's fortune. Some people play a sport, uh, basketball, football, tennis, uh, to make a living to change their family's fortune. And like, like I get that a scholarship and room and board is some kind of compensation, but I think it's the argument like LeBron used. Like, yeah, it's great that I make 30 million, but if I was on an open market, what would I be worth? Like, so it, they get that, but that's not what they're worth, right? They're making, like, and so anyway, I don't, I don't even want to get into it, but I hope there's some change. I yeah. hope there's some change. And here's what I'll say. If you don't think that every single 
like university has some kind of infractions to this degree. Like we talked about it the other day with Notre Dame. Like you can have all the ethics in the world until it really, really means something to you. Mm-hmm. Or, or, and it might not just be one guy, but one person in your program. If it means enough to that one person, they're making, they're making a bad call. And it happens in every school, every university. Yep. They, they, these dudes, like NCAA but can't wiretap, right? Casual fan, yeah. That, no, the NCAA can't. And, the FBI can't. The FBI can't. Can. So imagine, like, these, these people just happen to be caught up in this FBI stuff, right? right. NCAA, the NCAA could wiretap every, every single institution would be under some kind of investigation for some kind of infraction. No doubt about it. All right. So we had, uh, we've done our, what was it? Our Grammys for the NBA. NBA for, Grammys. Yeah, yeah. NBA Grammys. We've had a late edition. This could be up for next year because your boy Lonzo Ball released his mixtape. We got some audio to listen to. Born to Ball. This Born is an to ode ball. to LeVar Ball. I'm so nervous. Ever since a child, your boy been a star. Light skin, colored eyes, I've always looked apart. People looking crazy, asking, is it hard? I just laugh, cause I know they talking about LeVar. Y'all can hate him, that's my pops though. First one that's there for me once it got cold. Turn it off! Listen to the story, and I just how it's told. Yelling, he the devil, but yeah, you the one who sold your soul. Oh, what is he? Is he trying to be Drake? What is that? What's now, Debo? So the Lakers were ticked about this? No. They were, oh. they're ticked about LeVar Ball. Oh, yeah. They're okay, still so ticked. They're not mad at, but they're not that mad at Lonzo. No, he they, can do his thing. Okay. Releases Born to Ball yesterday. That's one of the songs. There's like 17 tracks on the mixtape. 17? That is an ode to Are there his father. Are there 17 of those? That? No. <laughs> it's a he has style. some other ones where he, he maybe is trying where to be Drake. Where he's actually rapping. Drake does a little bit of slow and I a little hate, bit of fast. I hate that. Do you like no, the no, message, no, I love like Drake. shouting out his dad? I do. All that? I do. I, I, I don't think that there's a whole lot of like, I, like I didn't love that. That, was but like but a, I like the sentiment. Apparently, been, see, I think the thing that's that'll get people talking about this is I think a lot of people want him to separate himself from his dad. And if anything, he's here saying I got my dad's back. Which, if his dad keeps going down that road, if you got to sign my brothers, you got to do this. That is not a good thing. Now I, I understand it. Like his dad has been a great father figure. He's helped him get to this point. He's helped him get paid and become on the Lakers. I don't know. It, I, and I, I hate the rap. That was yeah, so rap, cringeworthy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was awful. It was so cringeworthy. That was like, like his I'm too talk- cool to do anything, so uh, I'm just going to sit back. Because he plays like, like that. Like trying to you talk know? about how good looking. Oh, my God, I can't. It's yeah. so cringeworthy. <laughs> like, shut the up. The light skin, light eyes yeah, got you, like, huh? shut up. Um, but that, that's his problem in a nutshell. When I In Summer League, I was like, this cat just plays like he's too cool. Yep. There's no room in the NBA for that. There's no room in. in, in there ain't no room for that on Lipstick yeah, Battle either. Right, oh, right. my you got to sell out. And he wouldn't do it. Right. That's why it was awful. You know, like when you were growing up and your dad would give you that look or like this, this always happened to me. If you're acting out in public or something, your dad gives you that look and you like, you know, to cut the crap like in that up. moment. Cause I you're going to like, you know, but like, I feel like Lazo doesn't have that at all. <laughs> like his dad wouldn't, he'd be like, yeah, yeah, keep going. <laughs> oh, awful. All right. Let's do some picks and props. I don't know what we're picking. What do you got for us, Debo? Come on. Daytona 500. Roger. <laughs> Roger. Who you got? Kurt Triplett. Kevin Harvick. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> Isn't that a golfer? I don't even know. Hannah, Daytona 500 pick. I'll go Kevin Harvick. This, is, That's this my guy. is literally like asking me, like, I, I don't even know. I can't. All right, so it's a new season. <laughs> Raja won football season. It yeah. Was close oh, I close at the that. end. I didn't get enough points. We didn't really that. institute the locks until the Super Bowl, which was too late for Danny. Yeah. So this is the post-football. We're going to talk a little... NBA All-Star Weekend. Quick on this one. I'm going to read through the skills competition. There's a whole list of events Friday, Saturday, Sunday night. Give me who you think is going to win before we get to the dunk contest in the actual game. Skills competition. Lou Williams, Jamal Murray, Al Horford, Spencer Dinwiddie, and then 
a couple big men, Joel Embiid, Laurie Markkinen, Andre Drummond, also Buddy Heald in there. I'm going to say Buddy Heald. Oh, Plus 600. <laughs> yeah, I like good value, B. too. Son of a B. That was a good one. Uh, I'll take Spencer Dinwiddie, then. Hannah, you're back in. It's post-football oh, season. In. You're back. Embiid. Give me a name. Embiid. I like it. Trust the process. Yeah, might have, especially if they get the fans into it and they like it. Like, uh, he's, he's a good one. All right, three-point contest. We got Clay Thompson, the heavy favorite at plus Is 175. Back back? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Eric Gordon, what? Devin Booker. Did Paul it, Eric Gordon didn't win it last year? I'll look that up. Yeah. <laughs> Paul George, Bradley Beal, Wayne Ellington, Kyle Lowry, and Tobias Harris. I think Hannah's going Ellington. <laughs> I, so, I so badly want to go Ellington. I also love Tobias Harris. I don't know what to do. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. If Clay Thompson didn't win last year and go back to back, I'll take him. Check that out for us. Yeah, uh, we need that research department on that. I, cause I, yeah, that's going to affect my opinion too. Because I, I would take Eric Gordon, but I'm pretty sure he won it last year. I'm going to go. You're, you're right. Eric, Eric Clay Gordon. Thompson was two years ago. Yep. Oh, so he did not go back to, I got Clay then. I need the value. I'm going to take Paul it. George. I think I'm going to go Clay. Alright. Paul George. Clay. Can you imagine if Wayne Ellington shocks us all? I'd be upset. Tobias Harris had plus 1,200. Some value there. All right. Dunk contest. Two things here. First, who's going to have the biggest reaction on the sidelines? That's almost as entertaining as the actual dunks. That's Which true. Player? That's true. Um, can it be an ex-player? Yeah. I always love Dikembe Mutombo's reactions. Like I like anything Dikembe does, but that's that's a good question. I don't know. I don't know. Shaq always has a really good reaction. Shaq He'll does. get into it. He'll do something. Current players. Somebody uh, needs to jump over Shaq. Yeah, that, he's getting bigger though. I don't know. He's <laughs> <laughs> you getting big, bro. I see you. I see That's you. Tough. There, All right, the actual dunk contest. We have Dennis Smith, the favorite, but Donovan Mitchell not too far behind Raja. Then Larry Nance and an underdog, Hannah's favorite, Victor Oladipo, Oladipo. at plus six hundred. I love Oladipo. I remember that. Remember when he came out singing New York? His Ooh, Frank Sinatra, he had his like top hat on. <laughs> I'm going Larry Nance Jr. You know why? He's gonna wear his dad's jersey. Yes, Man, sir. I remember watching his dad win the dunk contest when I was a kid. Like that was incredible. But he's gonna get the you know, he's gonna have that sentimental value. Yeah. The, the antics, the show, the judges love that. He's a he's a he's an interesting dude, Larry Nance Jr. Yeah. Dad's a good dude. Uh I'm gonna go with I I made a mistake earlier and said Donovan Mitchell. He's really bouncy, but Dennis Smith Jr. is like freaky freaky. So I'm going with Dennis Smith Jr. Are you still into the dunk contest? Yeah, like I, we we're supposed to have a wedding tomorrow night, and I told my wife, like, look, this is it's dunk competition in three wow. times. Wow, really? But I like to do it with my boys, right? Like that's yeah, part of it. Yeah, stuff. Of so we sit around and talk it's so and do picks and props. Alright, so they have the All Star Celebrity Game each year. I want to know from you guys. You guys have been around. Who's the best non like ex player that you've played with? Whether it be someone in the media, Danny, or a celebrity? Have you played with anyone that's oh, so not really athlete, good? Not a football player. Because Randy be... Moss was was awesome. Yeah, just not non basketball player will go. So Randy? Yeah, I would say Randy Moss. He was he was uh, he did a foul line dunk when I was at Florida State. So how about this? Bubba Watson is considering skipping the Genesis <laughs> Open, <laughs> yes, just fantastic. in favor of showcasing his skills at the uh, All Star Celebrity that's a good Game. Move. That's interesting. PR wise, that's a great move. Bubba's a good dude. His wife was a college basketball player. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think for me. Uh, my, the most fascinating dude, I don't want to say the best, like Terrell Owens is probably the, he was good. Um, R. Kelly used to come down and play with us all the time. Really? Yeah. And, and he's, de- he's decent. Like he's decent, but his, it, the funniest part was his entourage. Like he would only play with his dudes. And we were like, dude, like you're in a pickup game. Like just get in a five. Let's rock. Right. And he'd come play with us at FIU way back in the day. And all like their job, the other four guys on his team's job would be to defend, 
get the rebound and get it back to R. <laughs> Kelly. And he shot every ball. Like it was like the Allen Iverson effect. Like they were just, they were rebound, real talk. And I, Chuck's my dude, man. We were paid to do that, so it was fine. But these dudes, like literally all they did was rebound the ball, get that thing back to R. Kelly so he could shoot it again. That reminds me of the Chappelle skit with Charlie Murphy playing with Prince. Oh my God, yes. yes. Shoot the J. It was the same thing. All right. Uh, Quavo and Justin Bieber have been at it. It's going to be Lakers versus Clippers teams at that all-star celebrity game. Why so something maybe to watch Bieber tonight. Bieber loves, loves hoops. All right. oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I'm all for him and his, he's like, he's Canadian, right? Yeah. He always plays hockey. Yeah. I think that's cool. Like that's fun to see. I don't know if he can ball though. I've never seen him. We're going to find he out. He posts videos, but it's only always going in. Like, right. That's all I post. I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> that's what Tammy's Instagram is. You don't have your daughters taking you miss shots. <laughs> that's right. All right. A couple props here as we get into some topics that we would have discussed. So what's higher? The combined games that Chris Bosch plays in the rest of his NBA career and Johnny Manziel games he plays in the rest of his NFL career. Or gold medals Sean White wins the rest of his career. Whoa. He wants to participate maybe in skateboarding, which is going to be a sport for the first time in the 2020 Olympics. Could come back in snowboarding. Bosch has been out with those blood clots. I love Bosch. Manziel has been out I'm with Bosch Manziel. Manziel. his variety of issues. No, I'm saying Bosch and Manziel are zero, and I'm saying Sean White gets another one. Really? I think it's Sean easy. White's old, though. I think it's a push. You think it's a, you don't think Sean White gets another one, or nope. you think they does all he have any won? more? Does he have any more competitions in this year's uh, Olympics? No, but have you seen how good he, he can come back in four years? What's he seventy like, two? Yeah, but Tony Hawk is still out there skating. How old? Like Fifty thirty one. How old is he? Thirty one. Yeah, I'll go thirty five. The next, I'll go. With, I'll go with Sean White too. Yeah, I'll go with Sean. Get it. All right, the next one. What is higher? So the other day on Valentine's Day, Bill Belichick's girlfriend Linda Holiday she posted a beach photo with Belichick and. He just didn't seem super happy, rocking the seven rings visor, not in his typical cutoff hoodie. What's hired? The times Bill Belichick thought about football during his vacation or the attendance drop-off in college football last season, which was down 1,409 fans per game uh, last year. Belichick rocking his Vibrams. Did you see that? That's what I was going to say. I was going to interrupt and be like, did y'all look at his shoes? It's full disclosure. I did have a pair of those. Are those the ones like the finger finger shoes? Yeah, they're pretty comfy. I actually used to jog in them, but then like people what? look at you weird. You're, that's what they're for. You like, look like like a like a <laughs> granola. Is that what they call them? Like the people who no, are, like, those the are vegan like Birkenstocks. People? <laughs> they're not that bad. I think you look like something out of Avatar. Birkenstocks are like normal. Those wow. those shoes are like. Yeah, my daughter's I'm been sorry. Hit. They've made a comeback, didn't they? The Birkenstocks. How many yeah, times? I never had a pair of those. Was Bill Belichick focused on that vacation at all? Uh, zero. He was not. All he can Football he can't sleep at night. He's thinking about you know every single play that they could have worried about the Philly special. Yeah. Exactly. He's still um, mad it was an illegal Any formation. concern about that drop-off in college attendance? Um, oh, yes. I think there is, should be a mild concern. I think if the conference commissioners are smart, they're starting to do some questionnaires, ask people. I think it's cost. I think it's really expensive. The ticket price have gone up. But I think college football would be uh, really dumb not to at least look into it and find out why. All right. Our final prop here. So – one of Raja's former teammates, Amari Stoudemire, Stat. has agreed to join the big three. We're still pushing to get Raja in there, right? Anybody know what Stat stands for? Super talented and tall. Standing tall and talented. Standing tall oh. and talented. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Amari, he's going to be in the big three alongside Jermaine O'Neal, Nate Robinson on Team Tri-State. So we're going to compare that to Shohei Otani with a little baseball with Bell, the Japanese sensation coming over. He's going to primarily be a pitcher, but will get some at-bats at DH. 
hit 22 home runs in 2016 in Japan. What's higher, Amari Stoudemire points per game in the big three, or Shohei Atani home runs this season? Stats, point per game. Remember, in the big three, they play games to 50. Oh, yeah, so points per game. Otani's going to rake. I think he's going to come over here and hit bombs. Do you? And pitch. It's, it's a matter be... of how much he gets That's on the, the field. Question. Yeah, Amari yeah. uh, gets uh... – I'm still going to Amari. I'm going Otani. Amari points per game. Remember, this is going to take a long while to play out. Right. I can't wait. Speaking of podcasts on the road, big three event. Let's go. Let's do it. Maybe we'll get our boys a guest player a guest in the player. game. What? We can sit on the – Raja could ball with these dudes. I, I know he could. I, he, he I mean, he dominate. said the other day he doesn't he play much anymore and does basic cable dunks, but I would not dominate. Let's, but, but I, I could play in that big three. That's not a question. I could play in the, no, <laughs> I, yeah, you would. Like I, I'm not even. That's not even being conceded. Yeah, I could hoop in the big three, but I, I, what I'd have to do to get my body in shape to do it, the time that I have to commit to it, like you wouldn't have to. You would, but you don't have to. I mean, did you see AI? <laughs> yeah, but that was a failed experiment. The AI experiment. I bought tickets to see him in Philly, and you he doesn't did. play. Exactly. Uh, I, when he was so, in AC, like no, he he showed up late just to coach. He said he was a little injured. Yeah, a little injured. Right. We were a little upset. Amari's still just thirty-five years old. All right. Is it uh? Is it time to get to our special guest? I think so. Let's do it. Our bench warmer of the year. Speaking of awards to give out, we got the Oscars. Let's give it to our boy Rob from ATL. So we teased him off the top of the show. This is our surprise guest. It's our boy Rob from the ATL, but he is actually calling in from a McDonald's in Tallahassee, which only adds to the legendary folklore of Rob. What is going on, my man? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna comment on the service that I just had. But I, uh, <laughs> All right. Don't throw. Hopefully, the order was good, though. Yeah. I stared at a bag of Egg McMuffins for about 15 minutes on the other side of the counter. <laughs> nice. All right, so you have been the most loyal listener, the most loyal uh, contributor to the show for our five-star Q&As. But we need to know, and we like getting this, and you can be harsh with us if you have to be. Give us some feedback yeah. for Canel and Bell. Plenty. Um, well, first of all, I think you guys should get into some apparel. Yeah. I think that would be fantastic. You need to get into some t- T-shirts. Okay, okay, yeah, some merch. We need right. to get some merch out there. Yes, yeah, plenty. For the bench. Plenty of other podcasts have Should that. they be turtlenecks? Yeah. <laughs> that would be pretty sweet. <laughs> See? Rob you knows miss, about it. You, the only thing is, though, I think we missed turtleneck season. If you ask me, turtleneck season is like December 1st, like Valentine's Day. I'm in a turtleneck right now, brother. You can get it next year. That's like an interesting turtleneck. Raja is in a turtleneck That's like a cowl neck. That's what they call (laughs) it. A cowl neck? Yeah. All right. My wife bought me this. So uh, some merch. I do think we need merch. We need T-shirts, hoodies, and hats. We'll get those done for you, Let's get A-Rod to sponsor it. Definitely. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. All right, what else? Well, I have some segment ideas for you. All right. What what you got for us? So this one's called On the Record, and it's, at any point in time, and this is a relatively rare occasion, you just make a bold prediction. For example, uh, I believe that the football gods will reward me for all my heartbreak that I've had and make the Falcons the first team to win a Super Bowl in the home in their home stadium. Ooh. And then you write it on a post-it note and you put it on the studio wall or whatever, and if you get it correct, then you get to pick where the podcast goes on the sh- on the road live. <laughs> nice. He's giving this some thought. That's a I like solid that. Idea. Yeah. That's yeah. A I kind of like idea. that. We might have to Debo might be in trouble over there as our producer. All right, I like no, that but, one. But wait, if you're wrong, 
then you had to do something dumb like get kicked out of like a high school basketball game. Oh, 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 that's low. That's low. So low. <laughs> we don't even have to do you it. Know, yeah, I was going to say, that just happens jump, naturally. It might happen tonight. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, jump into like a cold river, anything, something. Like your co-host to the side what the prank is. Yep. That way you get your name in the headlines and promote awareness of the pod. Any press is good press. Right. I like that. That's All good. Right. That's solid. Solid advice. We might have to incorporate yeah. that one. What else you got? Um, so I know you've been watching the coach Snoop series. Oh yeah. So I was going to promote, I was going to, another idea is the coach Snoop series watch club. So everyone on the pod and the pod listeners listen or watch one episode a week and you do a quick recap. I kind of like that. Have you watched it, Raja? No, but I'm I'm tempted every time I turn on Netflix. Show recaps are a good idea. Yeah. I like show. I tried to implement a book club. (laughs) I was at ESPN. Didn't go over so well. Raja, that reaction (laughs) was what I got from a lot. I think more more current to today's listener Uh, would be a a watch club. So I kind of like that one, Rob. Yeah. These are great ideas. My last one is. So I know you uh, have a New Year's resolution of being more likable on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, it's not going over so well. So Twitter is dominated by young people. Mm-hmm. So this last one, it's kind of more of a PR like suggestion, but it's called Millennial Buzzwords of Danny Cannell. <laughs> <laughs> Millennial Buzzwords. And, yeah. Nice. And yeah, you just yeah, you just put in little buzzwords in your pod, like just as a philosophy when you're podcasting. Or when you're tweeting. And I can just share with you some uh, examples of tweets later on. Just to, like, just throw in, like, words like Bitcoin or Fortnite or, like, you know, swipe right. <laughs> stuff like that. Swipe right. <laughs> I'd like it. You'll I'm going to pop off. All right. Do you, cool, play, cool. do you play Fortnite? No, I don't. Your boys do, right? I play the hell out of Absolutely. Fortnite now. Yeah, but if yeah. I just reference it in tweets all the time, Fantastic. then I'll be lovable. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, for sure. Even That's a good idea. That is a good I idea. I feel like I could also take that idea, so thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Just target that demographic. All right. I'm oh, gonna hit they're you. more like uh, gifts. Yeah. Like memes. Yeah. I got to get the gift game up a little bit. It's I'm not... on there, right? No, I know. It's easy. Twitter? It's easy yeah. to select, too. I like it. All right, Rob. Rob from ATL is bringing the heat. Rob from Tallahassee and McDonald's. Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) Rob, you got some questions for us, too? Yeah, all right. Always always leaving good five-star Q&As. You got one for us today? Oh, um, I have some from my friends at Florida State. Perfect. Now, did you go to FSU or no? I did. Oh, perfect. All right, so what do you got from my boys? I'm a recent graduate. I'm just here for President's Day weekend. And then I'll also be here for the spring football game. If you'll be there, you owe me a drink. Well, I think I am going to be there. So we'll have to, maybe we'll do a podcast on the road show from that one. I'll definitely buy a drink for these ideas too. I love Tallahassee. Pots, pots. All right. Um, so my friend Hazuda wants to know, where is your favorite spot to get a drink in Fort Lauderdale? Ooh, that's a good one. So this is going to showcase my age though. Because I'm getting old. Uh, my spot, Kalu's. Great food, but it also has a bar outside on the intercoastal. Yeah. And then, so that's like that's like more of a date night. But if I was going with my boys, like or if I was doing something Sunday afternoon, it used to be the spot because they'd have the hot bod contest. A word? But shooters, they actually, it's a spot on the intercoastal. It's a little bit younger, a little bit better spot on a Sunday afternoon. You got the sun, the boat's going by. Shooters in Fort Lauderdale. My house. Ah, oh, there it is for Raja. Nice. Come over to his crib. I like that. We'll have to do some team building with the podcast. We'll have to do drinks at your house. All right. I like that question. Any others? Oh, he had a, he had a follow-up. All right. 
what was uh what was your spot in college? Uh, so my spot in college, there were two. It depended on what I wanted to get into. <laughs> if it was just like some beers, it was Ken's, which was like a dive old school bar. They played country music though, which I wasn't big into. If I ever was into country music, it was in college. And I'm, I'm into like Zach Brown band, but I'm not a diehard country fan. But then I would hop over next door if I wanted to get, you know, get after it a little bit which was Yanni's at the time, and they'd have, like, a little bit more of a scene, if you know what I'm saying. Like, it'd be a little bit more of a big night out. Are any of like these, like, on the strip? Oh. Yeah, they're right there. Oh, I've been oh, yeah. there. Oh, yeah, you've been there, for sure. Like, Pop Ellie's was not there when I was – that's supposedly the place to go now. That wasn't there when I was in college, which is how old I'm getting. Did they have, did they have mug cards back then? No, they didn't. I need to know about that. Are what you did familiar they with that? No, what is that? So it's uh, Ken's. They have um, for uh, like I think it's a fifty or a hundred dollars, and they have this big event called Mug Day, what's like once a semester, and all these kids sign up and just get plastered, and they take a picture of you. You get a mug card. It's like a membership, and then they give you a mug, and you get a number. I'm number one seventy seven. They did have the mug. They did have the mugs up on the wall. I didn't know that was how they got them. Yeah, was... yeah, that's what it was. You lost and me when they you put said them up on the wall, and you basically get free, like the cheapest booze forever. Right. You <laughs> lost me when you said fifty or a hundred dollars, though, because I wasn't paying anything I... to drink again. Yeah, I can't remember how much it was. I did. I did it like three years ago. Right. And apparently, even if I walk in now, I'll get some pretty like a like a dollar, like big mug. They absolutely had the mugs around there, but we didn't need to buy in or pay anything. We just showed up and they'd start pouring, which was a great way to go. Yeah, like all the car dealerships and all of that. You yeah. just show up and you start. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes. All right. Awesome. Uh, Rob from ATL, thanks for checking us out, man. We appreciate it. And uh, we might have to do this. Might have to be a recurring guest because that was solid. And we're going to have to incorporate some of the ideas. So we'll let, get, we'll let you get back to your uh, egg McMuffin for breakfast. <laughs> All right, I'll be listening. All right, take it easy, man. All right, that was Rob from ATL. Solid stuff from our boy. Benchwarmers, bring it. I was pretty impressed right there. Uh, But it is five-star Q&A Friday. We tell you guys, ask us a question on our iTunes page, and we have to. We are obligated to answer anything you ask for anybody on the pod, as we're going to learn today. But, Hannah, what do you have for us? Some good stuff? This is some good stuff. I'm impressed with the questions today. So Chief JC said, Danny, who is the biggest kicker you've ever seen in the NFL? So this is pretty easy because they're not all that big. There mm-hmm. are, but lately you've seen bigger ones. But I had two actually. In college, Scott Bentley was my roommate. He was our kicker at Florida State. He blew up. Like he got into this freaky, like I'm going to become a weightlifter type, <laughs> and he blew up like 250. Uh, but in the NFL, it's Jay Feely. Like that guy was, and he's a friend of mine. I've golfed with him, but he's pretty jacked up. But the only problem I have with Jay Feely is he always like thought he was a real football player, which you're clearly not as a kicker. And he would like wear gloves Damn. and he'd want to catch. <laughs> I'm just stating the facts. And uh, he would come down and like try to make tackles on kickoffs and stuff uh, to try to earn the respect of the guys around him, which I applaud him for the effort. But you're still a mm-hmm. kicker, bro. <laughs> Oh, gosh. All right. Uh, Chief JC also said, Hannah, you seem like the type of girl to date a lot of meatheads. Can you confirm or deny? (laughs) I would say I'm somewhere right in the middle of confirming or denying that. So you have been Explain. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I feel like I'm attracted to meatheads, but then once, like, I partake in conversation, I am usually, like... I just no. <laughs> so like is, I can't continue it. Is from meathead that. the equivalent of smoke show? 
Like, is that a no. hot, or is, are we talking like a gym lifter? Meathead to me tats? means like, yeah, meathead to Define me means it. like frat guy. Which, oh, that's you know what not I mean? what I was picturing. You're going to destroy half of our listenership. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, that's I'm, not what I was I, picturing. I was picturing. Rob's frat just <laughs> stopped exactly. the pod. Give me an example of like a meathead. Like a gronk? That's a meathead. Like Ronnie from Jersey Shore. Oh, no. I was thinking like weightlifting, bro. Yeah, no. gronk is a meathead. Yeah. Yeah, gronk is a meathead. Yeah. yeah. I, would, I would think like a big dude. Works out, got yeah. like the barbed wire tat. At oh, the gym. that's like some Nick Lachey stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, 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 no. I don't date a lot of meatheads. I, I probably but frat boys. There's hope. Is that no? I don't like frat boys. I, oh, I'm no. saying I'd probably be attracted to these people though. Like I'd probably approach them at a bar, but then the conversation would would fall short. So at at Canel and Bell on Twitter, tell us your definition of a meathead and yes. your top like celebrity meathead. All right, cool. All right, this one we promise to answer every question on Five Star Q and A. We don't promise to answer just prompts, but <laughs> I want this one to be answered or reflected upon. So from Sean at Fly Navy. I want to hear more about Hannah's disaster. That's the word he uses. Disaster of the dating life. Sean, listen, I have a bone to pick with you. My dating life is not a disaster. It is smooth sailing. All right. Sure. It's entertaining, but that's because Danny and Raja are married. So I have to, I have to hold the torch in, in embarrassing stories, except Debo, Debo held down for the money. I'm, you're good there. If you didn't use the word disaster, what word would you use to describe your dating life? Um, Flourishing. Oh. Flourishing. <laughs> Flourishing is such a good word. Like treacherous. No, I'm kidding. That's a lot different. I'm kidding. Flourishing. All right. Eventful. Eventful. Yes. It's safe. <laughs> All right. What else we got? All right. From Jin ASU alum, do either of you have? Okay. So this is all, this is to you and yeah, to Raja, but Raja just stepped out. So Danny, do you have a favorite child? My wife and I are thinking about starting a fam. Any advice? What should I be doing so I don't get yelled at or have her angry at me? Ooh, Ooh that's a good one. So the favorite child thing, obviously you can't say yes, but I will say this. Wait, do you I have love, a favorite child? No, no. So here's what I'll tell you. I love all three of my da- daughters, mm-hmm. um, but at times. They'll be into things. They'll act a certain way that I will have a favorite week or two or a month even because sometimes they're better behaved and they're more fun to be around. Other time they can be brats. Like I love them all equally, mm-hmm. but sometimes I like hanging out with one or right. one of them more. Like than you like another. to do one activity with one, shopping yes. with this one, right? Golfing hoops with, with one, that one, swimming right. with another, shooting hoops. Right. Like, so they, they kind of. They fluctuate how you that go. That makes sense. But I, and, and I think what I try to do, and I think the reason it fluctuates is so that I don't give too much attention to one. Like mm-hmm. I'll love playing golf with my own. I'm like, uh-oh, the middle one feels left out. So I'll go swim with her. And then I'm like, uh-oh, the youngest one, <laughs> she's feeling jealous. So I'll take her to go get candy or something. Like, so I try to keep them all That's happy. Good. So the, the question about how do, what do I do not to have get yelled at or have her angry at me? <laughs> it's going to happen when you have kids. So just get ready for it because it is a, it's a life changer, obviously. Just, just let it go. Just be willing to so say, I'm sorry. That. Be willing to say you're right. And then talk about it after. Don't yell back because that will just escalate and it'll get ugly from there. Let cooler heads prevail. And then you kind of hash it out later. Were you a favorite child? Uh, like, probably. were you the favorite? So just to put <laughs> things in perspective. So I have three older sisters. Okay. I was the only boy. I was the baby. Yeah. So I kind of got preferential treatment somewhat. It's I think so it's funny fair how that works. You, Hannah? Wait, what about you? I definitely you? am. You're the favorite? <laughs> yeah. How many do you have? Do you just have a sister? And a brother. You have a sister and a brother. Are you the youngest? Three of us. No, I'm the oldest. Oh, and you're the favorite? That's weird. Wow. Easy. Shout out mom for listening. <laughs> really? Wow. You were your brother. 
Um, I have two brothers and I, they, they say all the time that I'm the easy favorite. I would argue that my younger brother, Luke is the favorite. He's like the Gandhi of the family. <laughs> he says nothing bad ever. Like really? he's just like the most perfect human. I would say by far the youngest is typically the favorite. Yeah. Luke comes to town and everyone's like, Oh Hannah. Hey, but where's Luke? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, shout out Mark. I love you nice. too. Nice. <laughs> I see this at the end from due to 26. And yeah. I want to ask Danny this while Raja isn't in here. And I want to ask Raja eventually. When Danny isn't here, but who <laughs> for the podcast? Yeah. Who was Batman and who was Robin? Well, I mean, who drove the car? <laughs> right, Batman drove I, the car. I think this is a, I'm driving this, this is bad boy, so I think I'm I'm Batman. Yeah, right, you're definitely Batman. But I think we actually, I think we're. <laughs> Does this mean I'm? What's a more fair like superhero was, comparison? Who's the girl on? Is it Poison well, Ivy? She's evil though. Isn't I was she? gonna think of a, a duo, but the only duo I could think of is the SNL characters. <laughs> I don't want to go there, but I would think we're more of like we're in this. I would say we're more like a team. Like we're the Avengers, yeah. all of us with the Hannah Avengers. and D- like you guys. The Justice both. League. Yeah, we're kind of like that. Someone hit us up with like a dope Photoshop of all of us as like superheroes yeah. Superheroes. that work together. But then they always implode and they always fight each other. Hopefully, we never have to come to this blows. Seems I can be Wonder Woman again. Yeah. See, there you go. Yeah, there, there's not much competition for you. I know. Just, I know. Wonder Woman. Is My it. goodness. All right, good stuff today, man. A lot of fun, fun show. Thanks to Rob from ATL for hopping on. We might have to get him back on, and we're gonna have to implement some of those ideas. We're Take my good. job. I love that he was sitting in Tallahassee that at is McDonald's. Fantastic that too. is so good. Fine dining in Tallahassee. I hope everyone's Friday is as good as Rob from ATL. Yeah, today. absolutely. All right, <laughs> check us out on Twitter at Canel and Bell. Follow us on Instagram. Debo's been posting a lot of stuff at Canel and Bell as well. Go subscribe, download at Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, SoundCloud, anywhere else you can find podcasts. And as always, leave us that five-star review on our iTunes page. Thanks for listening and have a great weekend.